Welcome to your typical shonen protagonist. He's Kai, I'm Kels, and today we're talking about more fairy tale. We're covering the Phantom Lord and Loki arcs, uh, which goes from episode like 21 to 32. Uh, first off, Kai, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I am a lunatic. Uh, I've probably overbooked myself for all of life, or at least, you know, going to be incredibly busy. However, we're still hustling, you know, yep. like watching, I don't know, 20 episodes of fairy tale, uh, which was a nice break. It was fun to watch. Um, just kind of a show that had some story to it, but is pretty basic that you can just kind of veg out sometimes. Yeah, no, it was, it was a fun time, you know, uh, fairy tale is, you know, one of those pinnacle shonen animes and also I feel like important, even though it constantly gets shadow on in the anime community. So whatever and there's like two sides of fairy tales like you either love it or hate it like there's really not like a middle ground it's like yeah it was decent or i just didn't like it but i see how people loved it like it's always either one way or the other and by the time we get to the end i'm curious to see which way that you are going to sway on the pendulum me too man because at this point i am that middle ground that doesn't exist i'm like it's fun i've got some characters i care about but they're not particularly deep so far the thing you that know, we're st- go ahead no sorry go ahead no, it's like we're we're getting to the point where we're flushing some people out. We're having people grow, you know, learning some backstory, like Lucy's uh, whole backstory. We're getting some, you know, growth on her for this entire arc. But, you know, this does have a runtime of at least 200 episodes, so it's really going to just take some time to tell some stories. Yeah, and the thing that blows my mind, people will always, like, even on both sides, it's like, but the people who hate fairy tale will always like I've seen people on Annie Twitter who like hate fairy tale but have some of the characters and some of like their best characters in anime. And I'm <laughs> like, what? <laughs> but I mean I it's reasonable because there are definitely characters in fairy tale, uh some you haven't met yet and some that you already have but haven't had that development yet, who I would say, yo, I could see this being someone's favorite uh, anime character or like their favorite character in this division or like this type of character or character that meets this trope so seeing like getting since i've already watched this but i'm enjoying the rewatch but seeing you as you experience this stuff for the first time it's gonna be a really fun treat and we're hopefully gonna understand why some people feel the way they feel and just kind of like dissect it as we go along when we get to those moments that need to be dissected mm. um which in this these two arcs we we start with the Phantom Lord arc, uh, which is basically fairy tale and their guild hall gets attacked by uh, the Phantom Guild. Or yes. is it the Phantom Lord Guild? Yeah, the Phantom Lord Guild. So um, this is really the first time we see two instances in the world of fairy tale. We're really seeing another guild like on the like level of fairy tale. We've seen like smaller guilds and like um other things throughout the 21 episodes that we've had thus far but this is the first time that we're saying hey you know this is another guild on the level of fairy tale and this is also the first time we see someone really challenge fairy tale like a group come out and be like yo because as far as we've known the fairy tale wizards are the shit like lucy wanted to be one of them like they're renowned like urza has her own thing like we saw the stuff with the dark guild but this isn't a dark guild this is just another guild of wizards on that level of fairy tale and the first thing we see is antagonistic like principles from them like phantom lore is like yo 
Like they literally wrecked their guild hall, like on intro. Man. And and what a way to open that up. Like, you know, it's just oh by the way, fairy tale's been attacked, and then you see the guild hall with all of these like iron beams sticking out of it. It's like, oh, they didn't just attack the guild hall. They were coming to wreck the guild hall. Yeah. No, it was, it was a whole thing. And then, like, not only that, the fact that they took Team Shadow Gear, who we met last episode in the happy backstory, and just basically crucified them. Like, that's crazy. Like, Levy had her shoe falling off her foot. Like, just with the... And the fact that they put their guilt mark on her chest, I'm like, yo, this is dark. <laughs> like, this is dark from where we've been in fairy tale. Like, this is... One of those moments where I'm like, yo, like, we're really going here. And and you stated this earlier, but it's wild that this isn't like some some evil, dark, like uninitiated guild. These are like legit wizards. These are like people in the the community that are yeah. just coming to fuck up fairy tale shit for a number of reasons. Uh, you know, a, a level of respect now that fairy tale has like gained prominence, uh, in in their strength and and variety of wizards. You know, they're they're coming to put them in their place, but also they're looking for somebody because that's what they've been paid to do. They've been paid to kidnap somebody. Yes, and I believe this is like a mercenary guild. Like fairy tale is like a service guild and i believe that phantom lore is a mercenary guild don't exactly quote me on that because i don't exactly know um but yeah not only do they um crucify basically uh or pin them up shot team shadow gear and destroy the guild hall but on top of that they capture lucy and at this point natsu's like yo let it let's go up in this hoe and like Let's do it. Let's do what we can. Like, you know, let's end this. And um, Urza, who normally is against everything Natsu says, is like, nah, I agree. Like, let's let's do this crap. So Fairytale declares war on Phantom Lord. Lord, they're like, you know, this is like we're going to see a like war arc. We're like, let's go. This is what we're doing. They bust up in there. They're like, hey, we came to get like our people back and get revenge on like levy and all this and that's when you know lucy gets kidnapped and the stuff starts happening and i'm like okay we meet um a glimpse of gajil who is the one who's like yeah i'm the one that wrecked your guilt and i'll do it again like you got something to say i'm like okay man gajil so apparently there's more than one dragon slayer magic user yes so we get Gajil, who's got the same basic backstory as Natsu, raised by a dragon, taught how to use fucking dragon magic. And except, you know, instead of being the dragon of fire, it's the dragon of steel. Yeah, now there's a whole steel dragon. And it's like, yo, I just showed up one day and like my dad went off and left me. And, you know, I had to do the things I had to do to survive. And we're kind of saying this inverse of Natsu, like, you know, this mere reflection of what Natsu would be if he hadn't found Fairy Tale, which I feel like aggravates Natsu a little bit more. Um, because it's like, how can you be raised by a dragon, have the same backstory as me, and just be a despicable human being? I didn't see it that deep, but I mean, 
It's not that deep. No. I was just, you know, okay. like, it's I still mean, a shonen, I but mean, I'm just over here, you know, adding my it, flavors. It's definitely that vibe of, like, how, like, how can you be such an asshole? Like, what in this universe caused you to, can, like, be like this? And even if that did happen, that doesn't make it right for you just to be an asshole. Like, definitely, like, what's the term? Um, it's not hero of the universe. It's like... Bone with my sword? Um, yes, that same vibe. But, yeah. Uh, hero, hero of justice. Of justice. It's yeah, definitely hero of justice, hero of justice yeah. uh, vibe from Natsu. But I mean, yeah, you know, uh, he certainly, uh, you know, later on in the arc, we do see some some conversation between the two. And it's like, hmm, okay. That's some basics shown in, you know, respect after having, like, beat the shit out of each other. Okay. Uh, but we're not there yet um we get we meet Gajil though and he is the one that wrecked everything and he is the strongest one in um phantom lord except for phantom lord's you know master mage. yeah jose yes so yeah meeting Gajil has been interesting but the, he comes into play a little bit later um Makarov's like, yo, I know we want to go to war I know we want to do this and trust me I'm mad I want to get on the ones and twos but there is more, you know, there's more to this. Like, I'm going to go handle this as a, um, God, what's it called? Guild master to guild master. And Jose is one of the 10 saints as well as I am. So there's an issue here. Like, these are both two giant powers. I'm going to deal with the magic console and deal with this all politically. So Makarov goes to have this discussion. He busts up in there and, you know, Jose's out here, uh, mouthing off and all that. So Makarov gets hoed, you know? He Well, so that was the initial intention when Fairy Tail got like initially beat up. But like after having seen Shadow Gear get like crucified and hung up on the wall, that's when he was like, nah, fuck politics. We gonna kill him. Yeah. But he goes so, there. Yeah. yeah. When all when all of Fairy Tail rolls into uh Shadow Lord and is like, all right, we're coming to wreck y'all too. Makarov goes up to meet with God, uh, meet with Jose and is like, Jose, I'm coming to kick your ass. You can't just, I don't know, hurt my children. Yeah. And like Makarov gets, ends up getting hoed because Jose isn't there because Jose is a bitch. And it's Ari, like the wind, one of the elemental four, the wind guy who uses wind spirit, ma not spirit magic, but like wind magic to knock Makarov's like, magic out of his body and like scatter into the universe like and like i'm not gonna lie i'm like this is like the like plottiest plot of how <laughs> just power isn't gonna win this is like that typical shonen yeah we can't have you fighting right here it's like in jujitsu kaisen when gojo was coincidentally outside of the barrier you know what i mean like it's like these like, there's a character who can one-shot this, but we have to remove this character from battle so the story can be interesting type thing. That's what's, like, going on here. Because Makarov yeah. has been hyped up so much. So it's like, yeah, we gotta get power out here so we can have some climax and just all this other stuff going on. So Makarov gets hoed. And um, there's a cut to where Joseph A actually is with Lucy. Lucy's all tied up and, you know, um, she's in like a far away castle because I guess Phantom Lord's just like super freaking rich. <laughs> it's like all these hideouts and like locations and everything. So 
Lucy is in a different one. Uh, while they're attacking on the raid on the main base, um, Natsu's like, I smell her because I'm a dragon. And him and Happy set off on their own adventure to go find Lucy. And uh, Josephay in the tower with Lucy reveals, yo, yo dad, you know him? He's the one that put us up for this whole thing. He put a hit on your whole guilt. Man, what a ho-ass dad. I know, right? Like, um, we might be putting, um, what's, what's her name? Hartsfield? Yeah. Hartsfellia or something? Yeah, Hartsfellia. Lucy Hartsfellia. We might be putting, we might be putting Papa Hartsfellia on the worst dad's anime. Yeah, Judd is his name. Judd or Judge. I can't remember which one. Like, I think it's Judd. But no, he's definitely a trash dad. Um, as we find out this arc, um, but yeah, so not to bust up in there. And he's like, yo, like Lucy, I came to save you. But it's not okay. So he doesn't bust up in there. Technically, Lucy jumps out of a window. <laughs> Man, what a what a fucking hard ass. Like you're going to be in this sky dungeon. No escape. And instead of like giving in to the evildoer, you're going to jump and you're make the decision for yourself and like hope that someone's around to catch you. Like, she's like, I hear Natsu in the distance. At this point, we don't, as the viewer, don't see him. So we're like, what? Like, what is going on? And this is like, you know, personifying the the trust in each other. And I feel like this relationship is kind of handled. Like, we don't know if, La, um, air quotes, we don't know if Lucy and Natsu Natsu, I'm mixing like a thousand names together right now. We don't know if Lucy and Natsu are getting together or are romantically involved. Again, air quotes. But the, we see these moments of trust that are portrayed like in like shonen moments, such as, you know, when Hinata goes to fight pain and gets Millie rocked, or when Orihime gets captured and Ichigo goes to save her for the 18th time. Uh, yeah, that's where I am with Bleach right now. And, um, you know, just other moments, like even in Demon Slayer, when Tanjiro's like, yo, don't, don't flip this coin. Flip your heart, girl. So I feel like this is one of the better shonen, like, you know, relationship building moments. You know what I mean? Like, I trust him. Like, I'm not saying you should jump out of a I mean, castle. I mean, I, I don't see it like that. I mean, maybe, but we really haven't. I mean, it's we're only twenty episodes in. We haven't like had much time to build those relationship things. Oh, okay, maybe not it. like relationship in terms of like romance, but it's something that's budding, but, like the start of a, you know, like I mean, I trust you, so I'm jumping out of a window, which I would from, never trust anybody enough to jump out of a window. From the way that I understand fairy tale and its overall like theme is, this is an instance of like fairy tale as a family. Yes. And they all care. Like, this is that. This is, you know, one of her, the greatest team in fairy tale members, like, coming to save her, and she trusts him with his life, based on experience. Now, throughout the rest of this arc, we see even more of that. It's not just, like, Natsu coming to save the day. It's yeah, like, it's everyone like this is a in family. fairy tale. Yes. Yeah. And they all feel the exact same way about her getting captured. Yes. And that is, you know, moving us on to the next point is like fairy tale loses the battle against phantom lore. Like Makarov's taken down. Um, everybody comes back damaged and they retreat. So as they retreat back to the guild, 
Um, you know, <laughs> this moment, they retreat back to the guild and they're trying to figure out, yo, where can I get reinforcements? Like, what can we do? Um, they take Mocker off to poor, poor you, Lord, poor Lyusica. Her name always gives me a mild stroke. Um, poor Lyusica. And she's like, yo, what are y'all doing? So she's like, I'm going to take care of him after I slap the heck out of him for behaving recklessly because he's 90,000. And she's like, leave. I have work to do. And then we see the boys um, kind of like just what are we going to do? And we see uh, Makarov and Wakaba are like, we just going to bomb the hell out of him. <laughs> and then Kata is like, yo, we need reinforcements. I'm going to see who we can get in touch with. So she tries Mystican. Anybody know where Mystican is? Because Mystican. Mystican do his own thing, which we're going to get into later. Because Mystican OG. I love Mystican. Um, but they're like, yo, let's try Loxus. He's quote unquote the strongest member. And Loxus is like, nah. Like, y'all out here can't defeat Phantom Lord without my help. It's a freaking disgrace out here. And Mirror Jane's like, what the fuck, man? Like, this is your grandfather. Like, this is your guild. Why are you being the worst human being? And why is he making Best Girl cry? That's my personal issue. Like, what are you doing? So they really don't have any reinforcements, and they really got to deal with what they have at hand. So um, then it's like, yo, we got a death cannon, <laughs> which is... I mean, Phantom Lord's like... <laughs> Phantom okay. Lord is rich. Okay, <laughs> like, you've, just... you've taken uh, you've taken our our kidnappy. You've taken Lucy. All right, we're gonna move our main base, which is a giant robot, directly outside of Fairy Tail. You think we just poked a hole in your shit last time? Nah, man, we're coming to wipe you, your town, your families, they families, your entire lineage, the history of you ever existing. We gonna just blow that shit off the map right now. Yes. So, they're like, we're going to shoot a fucking, like, enormous death cannon at your base. To which Urza is in a bad way. She got, you know, really roughed up in that, that last fight. But who else is going to save the day, you know? It ain't going to be Loxus. Yeah. Nah, she got her. Urza got her handle. As the strongest president member of Fairy Tale, Urza's like, yo, I got to go do this. And Urza just goes full on, um armored up and she tries to stop the Jupiter cannon and you know for lack of a better sense she does um but she is basically gone for the count like she's down she can't get up and Jose is like yo how the hell they stop the Jupiter cannon we still going though but like what the hell so recharge that cannon yes we got 15 <laughs> minutes to kill him so, and then that's when Fairy Tail makes the second push towards this. Um, but before that, somewhere in the middle of that, um, like when Loxus is going on with his whole thing, we get like a little tease of, you know, Mira Jane's backstory and finding out, yeah, like, okay, so Mira Jane is one of the strongest wizards, right? Why can't she fight? You know, she's here. She's said to be the rival of Ursa. We've got her on our side. And she's like, you know, I can't do anything because I lost my powers when my sisters died because I was in a bad way. We don't know that yet. 
we know that she's lost her powers and she can't really can like contribute currently in a way that is on level with with Urza. But we don't learn exactly what happened. Yeah, no, no, no. We, we don't learn what to, happened, uh, but we just like I just had to throw that in there so the rest yeah, yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So which, which let's let's get into that. Mary Jane. Yeah. Yeah. That's what spurred that change is their little sister dying. And they kind of teased at that fact that, you know, here's a character that we don't see in current timeline that like meant something to people. And this is where we really find out what happened. What happened to her and how that really impacted uh her siblings. Yeah. That's and it's referenced, you know, quite a lot. Like it was referenced in um the episode with Happy, which served the whole purpose for that episode to show, hey, you know, this person was a character. And I believe we even had an episode beforehand where, like, it was Lazana's birthday or something, and Lucy had said something to upset Locke or Natsu, and he's like, I'm gonna go brood in the forest and be a sad boy about it, which, totally accurate. Go be a brood and sad boy. But back to the Phantom Lore arc. So Phantom Lore, they go up in here, or Fairy Tail goes up in here, and it's like, yo, round two. And this is when we meet the Elemental Four, which um, they have a fire user, they have Juvia, they have Aria, and the Earth dude who honestly is so unmemorable. Um, Soul, I believe his name is or something. Um, something like that. You know, he's he's the dirt guy that has the, like a French twist on him. Yeah, I forget his name. Sorry, that dude. But, um... You know, Lock or Natsu goes to fight uh, Totomaru, the rainbow fire guy, whose gimmick is, yeah, I have different fires that do things. One is, like, stinky. The other one is, like, sticky. And then, I'm not going to lie. This was a D-tier villain for me. Like, I, are you thinking about the right one? Because this guy had control over fire, so he couldn't be hit by fire. Like, he had control over the flames. So whenever Natsu would, like, fire blast him, he'd just, you know, revert it back to hit Natsu. Oh, okay. So, yep, no, i To I'm, which... Okay, yeah. My brain accessed information that was yep. not present yet, yes. He is the Natsu, same guy, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, currently, he he's just like, I control fire. And, you know, Natsu, one, outsmarts him, because Natsu is actually, you know... Battle tactic smart. Yeah, he's a good And two, just overpowered him. He was like, okay, I can't hit you directly. Well, I'll just, I don't know, punch myself in the face and fire this backwards so I can just like deck you, you know? Yeah. Which... But not to take, go ahead. No, you get good. Go ahead. Not to takes out, you know, the fire one. And then we're like, oh my gosh, the giant robot that was a base is now turning slower. I believe it became a Gundam. Um, like, oh yeah. yeah, he blows up the cannon, but then the the base transforms, and then you're just gonna use obliteration magic. Like and this, it's like this is one of those moments where I can see why people don't like fairy tale because this is just outlandish. Honestly, like it's like how is this happening? Yeah, but yeah, no. But then, sorry, go ahead. then the thing is just all right. Well, we figured out that now that you know we've defeated one of them, we have to defeat the others to prevent the death magic, right? It's not just simply as blowing up the cannon. They have tricks up their sleeves forever. Um, so then we get into the elf man fights. Uh, yeah. The earth guy. Yeah. Soul, who is just, he's, he's one of the four strongest, um, 
in the group, but he's just so odd. And but this sets up for Elfman's great story in development. So I'll let you I'll let you take that one. Well, his whole thing is like, okay, he's got this whole macho thing and respect for, you know, hustle and be passion man, yeah. and conviction, be a man. Uh, but his whole, like, hang-up with the, you know, the losing of his sister is he can't go full, like, takeover mode. And takeover is where, you know, they they take control of a beast and are able to, like, transform. Um, and he can only do his arm because, like, that's the amount of control he has. So, like, this whole story is, all right, Miri Jane gets kidnapped by the giant robot because she was trying to be, you know, a Lucy decoy, but they saw right through that shit and then, like, picked her up with the robot arm. And then it's like, okay, well, Elfman gets trapped in stone and has to sit there and live with the memory of what happened to his sister, who they went on an S-Class mission. And he took over a beast that he couldn't control and then murdered his sister with his own hands. Yep. That's Unconscious. That. But that was his doing, you know? Yeah. Which, and that's one of the moments, that's one of the things that, you know, I love fairy tale Cause like, this is, this is real stuff, you know? Like, you don't really hear and see about like sibling killing accidental a lot in the shonen era. Cause it is like the shonen and the fact that this step was kind of taken in the way it was handled, like, that they're still dealing with it to this day. And the fact where it messed up Mirror Jane so much she can't even use the full extent of her powers is great. And seeing Elfman have to overcome this traumatic experience to get the ability to save his sister, I feel like it's very well done. Yes, and, and even the, the emotional interaction of Mira Jane being like, I've seen the extent of what he can do. Like, he can't push himself because... You know, I can't push myself right now. He and and her having that conversation with I think it was like Urza or somebody. Yeah. And then being like, he he can grow. Like he is taking steps to move forward. And then we see that. We see him break out of the stone by going, you know, full takeover and staying in control. And then saving Mira Jane. Because he's like, I promised her. You know, I would never let her, like, see her cry again or something like that. Yeah. And, like, I would never cause her to cry again. So, you know, he saves her in full beast mode, and it's like, man, what a what a progression for that. I don't know if that's going to go any farther other than with Mira Jane. I think Elfman might be done in his growth. He might get some new powers. But, like, you know, you got so many characters already. I'm sure that, you know, he might be one that falls off on that, that story progression. I mean, it'll it'll be a while, but he does get more development, and it is um, really dope to see. And that's one of the good things I love about Fairy Tale. It has that aspect that we saw in Fruits Basket. It makes you care about the side characters, like Hiro Mashima, the creator. That just said the main character is the guild, like Fairy Tale, and you see enough interaction and development to you know back up those claims that we really are seeing a full cast of development you know maybe not you know the painting dude but like you know the grays the mirror janes and all that they feel very developed throughout the series mm -hmm. so yeah um and you think just when you're done it's like yeah cool we got this you know emotional moment with elfman we can rest we've had our emotional moment of the season nope yeah <laughs> then 
we go and get into another elemental four fight. You know, we get into um, my favorite one, honestly, next to, okay, soul and this one are tied. Like the worst one is clearly the fire fight, in my opinion. But these, uh, the next two are the best. We get into Gray and Juvia's fight, which is my favorite fight in Fairy Tale thus far. Um, it deals with, what's that? Uh, yeah, no, I agree. Like, this was one of those, you introduce a character, and you have them tell, like, this side story during the fight that we haven't really seen before. Yeah, and it is Juvia talking about how, you know, she's all dreary, and you see her backstory. Who is, Juvia is a water user, and Gray is an ice user, so I wouldn't even know to call them opposites or more like the same I don't know, but they're, yeah, you know, they're, they're tangential and, and her whole thing is like, she's immediately infatuated with him cause he doesn't like immediately run away in, in fear and, and disgust of the dreariness of rain and her whole like perception of this feeling changes throughout the fight. And we get her backstory. Like it's always raining around her because of her like elemental magic status. Like, and, and she's never really made friends because they're all like, rain fucking sucks, man. It's so dreary and boring and sad. And it's all her fault. And even way back in the, in the day, like even the children said that to her. Yeah. So we got this gray fight where he's like, yo man, I gotta like, I don't know, defeat you because we can't have y'all murdering our entire city. And she's like, man, we gonna get married one day. Who, did, who is this girl he's talking about? I'm so jealous. I'm going to murder him and her. I can't deal with it. But it's like, it's it's crazy. But it's not like yandere crazy, you know? Yeah. So Which is fun. Yeah. And what, this is another moment of us seeing that aspect of the love and family unit that fairy tale is. Like what it truly means to be a fairy tale wizard. Because in this fight, um, Juvia is like, hey, if you give me you know, Lucy, the person we're after, I'll make the master retreat. Like, I can do that. Like, I don't want to fight you and all this. And Gray's like, I give my life for any of my comrades and Lucy is a comrade. And that's seeing, like, that resolve of Gray. Like, him being, like, the non-bitch boy Sasuke character. Minus the, you know, (laughs) running away and going to Satan for power. But... You know, that aspect of the cool character, you know, the notorious to Natsu, and that is Grey. Like him saying, you know, I'm going to protect this guild, I'm going to protect my family, because we've already seen what he's gone through in the, um, the Deliora arc, you know, protecting your comrades and fighting for your comrades and all that. So, seeing him reinforce that in this, you know, and as they fight, you know, Juvia has the upper hand, but Grey gets in there. And says, you know, he breaks free. It's kind of like tit for tat. And uh, Juvia says she realizes she can't harm him and tries to say, you know, that like speak her affirmation for Grey. Um, But right as she goes to do that, you know, Grey's like, this rain is so freaking gloomy. And Juvia's like, yeah, I I can't I can't do this. It's going to be the same thing as it always is. Like the rain has been my curse. Um, so then she goes all off on Grey to, like, kind of, like, I guess, like, 
put all her feelings, make him the object of that, which this fight is so almost cathartic for me because it's like a fight on so many levels. There, yeah, there's a physical fight. There's Juvia having Gray be her past, like trying to defeat the past, like trying to run away from it. And then Gray just been like, nah, because I can't, you know, even though you've had a crap life, I still have things I have to fight for as well. And the fight gets to the climax and, you know, Gray ends up overpowering her and she's falling and she's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to die. This is the way it should be. Yeah. yeah. This is the way you know, it should be. I'll, I'll never, I'll never be happy. You know, me falling into the sea and, and dying. It's the end of it. And you know what? All right. And then Gray grabs her hand and is like, don't let go if you want to live. And she's like, what do you mean you're saving me? We're enemy wizards. And he's like, fuck that. You know, I have a thing. Like, I have to, like, I don't know, save everybody. But, like, you're everybody, too. So, nah, Chief Fairytale doesn't play that game. And then she's like, man. I love that. And then, like, the sky starts clearing and she could see the fucking sun and blue sky. And he's like, it's pretty, isn't it? And she's like, I've never seen the sky before. Gray, I love you. And then passes out. Yeah. And he's like, all right, chief. Gotta keep going to save the world. Elfin shows up and is like, you, you, you ready to go, like, in this? And they're like, yeah, gang, gang. So, no, like, I, I love that. Like, that was a great moment. And again, showing... You know, the power of what fairy tale instills in it's just like a dope thing to see. But next we get into like a little bit of a battle royale type. Because this this arc is like literally just battle after battle, like telling the storytelling through like battles. So again the battle royale, so it's Natsu versus the wind uh guy who took Makara's magic, Arya, mm-hmm. and then it's Ursa versus Jose and the fight between Natsu and the wind guy is kind of like, yeah, you know, it's it's like kind of short, but isn't that where doesn't Urza show up and kick his ass? Yeah, so Urza kind of just shows up and like ends that fight, which again, still trying to figure out how when she's like super down bad, but I mean the power of shonen friendship like that's literally it. That is all there is to it like she believes in her friends enough that she got better enough to i don't know go fight some more um i don't have an answer for it 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 just kind of is what it is for the plot but that's also where she's like all right natsu you've got hidden potential i will be your kami guru and i will unlock your hidden potential go kick his ass with your dragon bullshit and natsu runs off to fight uh gajio Whereas Urza gets into a tiff with uh, with Jose, who is just like, I'm all powerful at this point. You you can't fucking play. Get your shit out of here. Look at you go. You're trying. No. And then I forget what happens, but like, oh, doesn't Makarov shows up out of the blue. Makarov's like, I'm back, motherfucker. Like, you can't do this to my people. Yeah. Not today. I've come to ruin your life. I've come to cause that cataclysm. No, Makarov is a real one, bro. He's like, yo, I got some things I gotta do. I got some places I want to see. And basically, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna win. And 
he shows up to fight uh, Jose, and he's like, "Now, how did he show up so quickly?" Mistigan. Yes, man, Mistigan. <laughs> Mistigan's some goat talk, bro. Mistigan's like, yo, here's his energy. I went and found it, displaced into the world, bro. Mistigan, like this man ain't receiving phone calls because he's busy out here doing work. <laughs> but <laughs> and that man. That man destroyed every single branch of the Phantom Lord Guild. Okay, yeah. every single one of them. Let's let's just get into that now, then. So this man, Mistigan, was not only that he saved Makarov, but Poryuska's like, hey, you know they needed you, and he was like, I was busy. I'm gonna take this apple, and then like all the branch flags of Phantom Lord are shown. Like this man. Like, yo, Fairy Tail does a perfect thing with Mistigan of, like, show, don't tell. With his power level, like, I think Mistigan, like, literally, Mistigan has to be, like, I know things, but, like, Mistigan is a goat. Like, Mistigan is, <sighs> Mistigan a goat. I want to just say that. Like, Mistigan is. And especially, especially compared to uh, Loxus, who's just a straight asshole, and, like, they're on the same level. It's like, man. Like we couldn't stop Mistigan or Loxus if we wanted, which you know I've I've seen the setup for the next arc, or the you know, an arc coming, uh, you know the battle for Fairy Tail, yeah, where we're gonna have to fight Loxus, but um, I don't know anything past like that's the story they're probably gonna tell, yeah. But nah, man, Mistigan coming in and contributing to the fucking goal, like not being the one to save the day, but being the one to go out there and make sure every other phantom lord branch is taken care of yeah they were like it's why didn't they wild. show up you know like everybody was wondering and that was a thing that was like teased at everybody's like why hasn't any of the other branches shown up or anything <laughs> it's because of mystic like and it makes you like have more disdain of loxus because you know instead of doing what loxus was doing he could have been doing what mystican was doing you know he could have been out here you know doing work and saving people but no like he's on whatever ho train he was on. So, you know, it felt super good to see like Mystican just come out here and be a boss. But back to Makarov, he's like, yo, I don't have time for this, you know, what we got going on here. But before that though, we do have the Gajil and uh Natsu fight, the fight between the two dragon slayers. Yep. Let's start picking it up. All of this really important, but I'm running low on time. Um, but yeah, so Natsu versus Gajil, where we see them like two dragon slayers go toe to toe. And what gives one the edge over the other? The power of friendship, of course. Yes. Um, but friend. we really, we really see, um, you know, Gajil go over for most of the fight. Natsu gets the shit knocked out of him because he hasn't eaten any fire. And that's kind of the thing with dragon slayers. They got to eat whatever their thing is. And it imbues them with power. Um, I mean, you know, the power of friendship is the point of this entire show. And we get to see that with Lucy and her magic. She summons uh, the archer. Um, what's his bucket? She, uh, uh, Air- Sagittarius? Yeah. She summons Sagittarius, which is a dude with a horse hat on. Yep. Uh, which is, you know, okay. <laughs> That's fun. And then she's like, can you shoot fire? And he's like, no, I'm a fucking archer. I don't shoot fire. (laughs) 
And then it's like, oh, can you shoot something to cause fire? Oh, yeah, my bad. I misunderstood what you were looking for. So, yeah, he, he fucking makes the fire that, that Natsu eats, and then the power of friendship saves the day. Um, you know, Gajil gets the work put to him. And, you know, Natsu goes over in the fight, but they're both worn out, you know. So they both wind up, you know, laid out on the battlefield. And we get some inf- interesting conversation between the two, you know. We find out about, you know, okay, it was another dragon that taught, you know, Gajil. They both disappeared on the same day. And we get some kind of kind of mystery into what happened to the dragons. Why did they all leave at exactly the same time? And why can't we find them now? Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that's something we gotta figure out later down the road. But so that fight ends. And then Makarov walks up to Jose. He's like, Yeah, I am well, Urza is currently fighting um, Jose, and she's like, you know what? I can't win, but I'm going to exhaust all my stuff, and if I got to die for this, I'm going to die for this. And Makarov's like, no, you're you're not going to do this. You're not ready. Like, as strong as Urza is, she's not a guild master level. She's not one of the Ten Wizard Saints. Like, So Makarov shows back up due to the help of Mexican being like the absolute goat. And Makarov and Jose have this battle, and... Makarov's like, no, we're not fighting off normal terms. You didn't pissed me off. Like, I am, like, Jose is too blinded by rage to notice that Makarov is about to wipe the floor with him. So, in the, like, there is, like, plot device, but then there are, like, plot weapons. And, like, Fairytale literally has a plot weapon, which is the Grantorum Magic Circle, like, in Magnolia Swat, like, the strongest spell in the arsenal of fairy tale that is used by the guild master and guild master only. And that's fairy law. Like this is the title of the episode. It has its own ability. It can wipe out anybody who is deemed an enemy to you, which is so broken. Like, and Makarov uses this to take down Jose and all the remaining members of Phantom Lord. Like, it's this giant golden spell that encompasses all of Magnolia, and you're just kind of like, what? Man. And it's one of those where it's like, it couldn't possibly be any bigger. But, you know, I guess I'm glad, like, this power level exists. But I'm curious, how is the power creep going to happen over the whole show? Like, this is episode 28, man. Yeah. And we just found like a nuke and used it. It's so it's real. How how much stronger and crazier are things gonna get? It gets pretty crazy, know? man. I can say Fairy Tale kept me entranced throughout. And a lot of people who have issues with Fairy Tale, like a lot of the people who are in the fan base, didn't really take those issues to like the end, like the final season. So up until then, I feel like it was relatively enjoyed and agreed upon of being great when we got to the end some stuff. And I will say, objectively, yeah, there's some stuff I wasn't, like, the most keen on, but I'm like, yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, it, it still balances out. There's other things. There's other magics. There's other wizards, other guilds. Like, we got a lot. We got a lot going on. Um, and fairy tale wins over Phantom Lord. Um, Lucy cries in however, front of the guild. Or sorry, however, yeah. go ahead. Um, and and the guild is being rebuilt, right? It was whole ass destroyed. 
But, you know, now they're rebuilding from the ground up and uh, making it new and better, apparently. So one of the things we've seen, you know, throughout the Phantom Lord arc is Loki. Loki's like, you know, I got a bad feeling about this. So he runs off like mid fight and we see he's going to the safe house where Lucy's being stored, but he can't really fight. He, he tries. But then something in his backstory like prohibits him from really being able to save the day. So, you know, the next arc we really use to close up this this portion is about Loki himself. What's going on with him? Um, you know, why we haven't seen him recently and like who is he at all? Yeah. Spoilers. He's, he's a fucking celestial spirit. <laughs> yeah, I believe he is the strongest as well. He's Leo, um, the Leo spirit. Um, yeah, yeah. So you figure out his backstory and that he belonged to a celestial wizard um, before Lucy, who was absolute dog crap. Her name was Karen, of course. Um, and he goes to like this kind of oasis where the celestial spirit is, and he's like, "Yo, I'm dying." Like, and there's this whole Man. back and forth of him, like, being nice to Lucy and, like, being a womanizer and all this and everything. And then you find out he doesn't really have bad intentions. It's just celestial wizards make him uncomfortable because of his past. And tells Lucy, yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm dying. And she's like, what? Like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, I broke and the ultimate taboo of a celestial wizard. Or spirit. Yeah. He, he killed his, his master. Um, however, it, you know, no one faults him except, you know, the celestial spirit law because he, he stood up for his other, you know, spirit that was, you know, being used by the same master and really abused. So he was like, yo, I showed up here on my own accord and I'm not going to leave until you release us from our contracts. And then, you know, this fool goes out and takes a, takes a, uh, a mission when she can't use her magic power because it's all being taken up by uh loki existing in the human world and she dies he didn't kill her with his own two hands but that doesn't matter like apparently yeah so it directly or indirectly he still caused her death and he's not allowed back into the spirit world so that's a, that's the whole thing about this plot you know lucy's like no, I will save you. I will open the gate myself. You're not going to die on me. And he's like, there's no option here. I can't. And so Lucy's like, nah, man, I will do whatever I can. I will like open the eight gates. I will go Super Saiyan to convince whatever it is that you can do. Like, I will use all my strength and all my, you know, the power of friendship to save you. And, you know, the fucking Celestial King celestial spirit king shows up and is like old friend i can't let you back in it's the law and lucy's like fuck you old dude i will show you the power of friendship and then he's like hmm old friend i've been showed the power of friendship care for your friend welcome home and it's like yay we don't lose loki yeah no it's dope we don't lose loki he gets his goodbye to karen um, or Karen shows up and she's like, yo, bye bitch. And like they leave and, you know, it's kind of just like that. And we see everyone, everyone knows he's a celestial spirit now. 
he's he's you know made a contract with i i don't know if he's made a contract with uh with lucy lucy yet but i'm sure that's coming yeah yeah we'll have to see we'll have to see but um yeah no and that's the two arcs like you know the uh, loki arc was only three episodes but it was a lot of emotion and feelings packed into those three episodes and it was something that was you know needed and it reinforced the point of fairy tale having this ability to make us care for characters that we wouldn't normally or necessarily feel like we need to care about like you know loki or juvia or um gaggio just characters who are like these aren't our you know protagonists hearsay now or at the moment or maybe they will be or won't be but it still gives care to those characters enough for you to be like wow you know i wish there was another way besides this happening and it does a really good job of encapsulating on that. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely making you having having a character base that is so broad that that allows you to tell stories um, is one of those the the plot decisions that comes with a show that is aiming at a long runtime. You know, yeah. Um, and its success in in making you care about those characters, so it can you know pad runtime with stories about them. That progress the character, but may not progress the overall story. Um, is the success for a show like that, right? Yeah, I agree. Um, and and Fairy Tale uses that formula to a T. You know, uh, especially in the Mira Jane arc, we've been building on that. We've introduced that intermittently, and to get really confirmed details about what happened and why she's not, you know, the badass she was as a kid currently. Um, and the way that impacts her brother and like, yeah, you know, uh, the, the progression for these characters is the thing that makes it interesting. And I, especially this close for, for the episode, like the last episode of the Loki arc teasing what the next arc is. It's more information about Urza. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, I want to watch that right now. It's one of my favorite arcs. But I'm, I'm glad we're going to watch like a shonen that has had time to really study the genre. I wouldn't personally say this is like groundbreaking, but I think it is the formula done to the best of its ability. You know, the, the basic building blocks to like 10. I agree. Yeah. Now who's to say, you know, what'll happen in, you know, 180 episodes, but you know, I think I think that I'm really enjoying my time with it. I'm just curious if that'll fall off. I'm curious too. I I don't know if it will. I don't think it will, but I guess we'll just have to see. We will. And we will see more on the next episode of Your Typical Shonen Protagonist. You can catch all of our episodes on all your podcatchers. We're talking Spotify, iTunes, Amazon podcast at Your Typical Shonen Protagonist. Or on Twitter at URTSP. That's URTSP. Kai, you got stuff too? Yes, you can find me at Stag Dreads. That's with a Z on Twitter. And make sure you check out our YouTube content breaker to see what videos we got coming out and what's already there. Excellent. Uh, And we will catch y'all next week for more Your Typical Shonen Protagonist. Peace.